0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So
2: let's So Hammer, uh, let me get this straight, it was WNBA basketball player Brittany Griner traded for a guy whose nickname is the Merchant of Death, Russian arms dealer. They actually made a movie about this guy, or based loosely on the life of this guy with Nicolas Cage called The Lord of War, which is really an excellent movie. Very violent. Yeah, Nicolas Cage and Jared Leto were in that movie, Um, and and so while I, I think there's part of me that's... Good there's an American citizen that's no longer being held uh, in a prison camp in Russia. Uh, At the same time, I think it makes this look incredibly weak. It's a national disgrace that she was traded for a guy that's involved in the killing of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. He was caught in the act trying to sell arms to terrorist organizations so that they could then turn around and kill Americans. So you have to
3: ask yourself this question. Is the world better off because of this trade? I think you already know the answer to that. This dude is a dangerous cat. Uh, Victor Bout, this is a guy that is going to put weapons in the hands of a lot of people who hate everything about you. If you're listening to this program right now, Victor Bout wants to put weapons in the hands of people who want to kill you your children, your
2: spouse, because that's what he does. Uh, about the only thing these two have in common, <laughs> Brittany Griner and the Merchant of Death, is that they probably both don't like America very much. 100%. I you mean, know, maybe Brittany's going to change her tune now. She should step off that airplane and immediately get down on her knee and not you know, raise her fist, but get down and bend and kiss the ground uh, the American soil.
3: If I'm Brittany Griner, I want to sing the national anthem at the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. I didn't realize how much of a hellhole it was once you get outside of this country. And she's been through hell. And I agree with you. I'm happy that she's back. You don't have to like what she did, but I'm happy that an American is back after being wrongfully I think, imprisoned.
2: I think you can. I, I think you can do both. I think you could say. Yeah, there's an American citizen that was, I don't know if she was, quote, wrongly in prison, but the reason why she was in prison was political in nature. Right. When and
3: I say it, wrongly, I mean, uh, the sentence was so over the top for what uh, right. she did. Right, and
2: they rushed her through trial. They gave her the nine-year sentence only to use that that sentence as a, another way to get get what the Russians wanted, which was just, you know, what does that say about the Russians? They wanted the worst, one of the worst human beings on the face of this planet. And Biden gave it to him. Joe Biden made this happen. Now, keep in mind that just
3: a couple of months ago, this was going to be a two for one trade. This was going to be Brittany Griner and locked up Marine, retired Marine Paul Whalen.
2: They were supposed to be a package deal here. He's been there for a number of years on espionage charges, spying, um, charged with spying, which he denies.
3: He was not part of this trade today. So when given the choice here, the Biden administration said, we'll take the pot-smoking basketball player who doesn't like our national anthem over a Marine who has been given the railroad treatment, who loves this country, and he's still sitting there. Here's Joe Biden.
4: This was not a choice of which American to bring home. We brought home Trevor Reed when we had a chance early this year. Sadly, for totally illegitimate reasons, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. And while we have not yet succeeded in securing Paul's release, we are not giving up. And we'll keep negotiating in good faith for Paul's release. I guarantee that. I say that to the family. I guarantee you. You
2: know, I was watching, and I'm happy. Everybody that talked about there, uh, including Joe Biden and then Brittany Griner's, a significant other, anybody that spoke about this this morning on that breaking news also mentioned Paul Whelan in the same breath. Um, and that was the case on ESPN as well. I was, had an ESPN on all morning uh, while I was getting ready. Every time they would talk about the release of Britney Griner, usually in the same sentence or in the same breath, uh, they would talk about Paul Whelan and how this is a bittersweet moment because that guy is still over there, as are several other Americans. Right. He's not but, the only yeah. one.
3: But what kind of precedence does this set for the rest of the world now? You've got bad actors that know as long as you lock up an American for any ridiculous bullcrap charge and you keep them locked up, you can get whatever you want.
2: Any despot around the world looks at that and says, wow, okay, that's how they do it in America? All I have to do is kidnap an American living abroad. Uh, If it's a celebrity, even better. And I'll get my terrorist buddies out of jail over there. It happened with Obama. It happened with the uh, deserter, that military deserter that that fell into the enemy hands. And uh, ended up releasing a bunch of Taliban uh, cabinet members uh, from Guantanamo. And they were immediately back working for the Taliban as soon as it happened.
3: The former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, his name is Michael Braun, no relation to the Indiana senator. Uh, But this was the guy that told 60 Minutes a number of years ago about how dangerous and how bad of a guy Victor Bout, the merchant of death, really is.
4: Victor Boot, uh, in in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into uh, insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies.
3: And that's who we let out. Are you freaking kidding me? Again, if I'm with Brittany Griner's family, I'm thanking my lucky stars that she is home. Of course. But what happened to we don't negotiate with terrorists? What happened to what's best for this country and the world? Because letting this guy out, you can't look me in the eyes and tell me that this is a good idea. This is re and we said it earlier, this sets a bad precedence. Uh, this is Victoria Coates. She's a former deputy national security advisor uh, to Donald Trump. And she says this trade is a bad trend.
5: If you look at Bout's history and the, the crimes for which he was just, justly imprisoned, uh, they involve running running arms to the Taliban, to the FARC, uh, both of whom were targeting American citizens, uh, you know, trying to kill them. And that's why he's called the merchant of death. So I think I think for Putin, this is this is a strategic victory. And my main concern is this would just uh, encourage both Putin and then other rogue regimes, notably Iran, uh, to to pursue additional hostage American citizens uh, as hostages to advance their goals.
2: I think it's interesting that the guy that sort of brokered this deal between the U.S. and Russia was the Saudi crown prince, M.B.S., uh, he was the one that kind of facilitated all this coming, oh, just a week or two after Joe Biden gave him immunity for the Khashoggi killing and murder. I thought he was down there, and, and I think there's probably still some truth to it that 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 Biden gave him immunity so OPEC and the Saudis w- would crank out more oil. But this this is a new kind of wrinkle in that whole thing.
3: And it was a surreal scene because. Those two, Brittany Griner and Victor Bout, they basically crossed paths with each other, getting onto their respective airplanes to go back home on the runway today. So again, this was a bad trade, but this is par for the course. This is what you get with the Biden administration. re damn foreign policy. All right, Matt Baer standing by in the WIBC Traffic Center.
2: You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. Oh, Here's a headline for you. And I see this headline and I thought, well, it's probably bound to happen at some point. But here's the headline. Sword Swallower Hospitalized After Awful Accident. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Again, I saw that and I go, yeah. Makes sense. I mean, eventually. When you're in that line of work. You dabble in the sword swallowing trade. Yeah. There's, there's bound to be a, a quote, awful accident. <laughs> uh, Ooh. So this guy's out of San Diego.
3: San Diego.
2: And he's like one of the, I mean, you see those guys all the time that put those giant swords down, the. I mean, all the way down into their stomach. And there's a way they do it. I have no idea. Uh, here is Scott Nelson is his name. He's okay, kind of. He's talking about what went wrong during his act that caused these awful injuries
1: i swallowed five swords at once but (laughs) what had happened is i let go of the bunch too soon and they scissored out inside of me which means some of the blades went in different directions
3: oh
2: so he's okay uh he's recovering and he says he's planning on taking sword swallowing out of his act so I don't know if you're legendary, if you're, if you're known as the legendary sword swallower and that's a main part of your act, how do, how do you take that out? And if you buy tickets to see the sword swallower here,
3: <laughs> let's be honest. Let's put all of the honesty out there. Aren't you hoping this kind of happens when you buy a ticket? <laughs> no. It's like when you w- no. when you watch these people walk across the tight ropes across these skyliners, right? Let's be honest. Why are you watching? Because there's a chance he's going right. I mean, to fall. When you're watching a sword swallower, yeah. there's a chance something bad's going to happen. I feel like those people got their money's worth.
2: <laughs> and and if you are a legendary sword swallower and you're paying money to go see that, how disappointed are you going to be? when the main thing you're known for isn't in the act anymore that's true i got to tell you this guy's like my gag i don't have a gag reflex anymore like i used to be able to swallow like like 18 vitamins at the same time uh like like my vitamin d vitamin c uh, uh my zinc like my my uh you know my simvastatin right. the cholesterol drug i used to just put them all in the palm of my hand and like the older i've gotten the more i just i i, I can do it one at a time I can't, like, even, like, the my giant vitamin C pill, it kind of gets stuck at the bottom of my throat. I,
3: right. Whoop. Now, you do have a gag reflex when it comes to throwing up because you've done well, that on this program multiple times. Well, but, times. but
2: that's, that's the cause of it. That's It's my weak gag reflex. That's, that's the cause of it. Hell, when we were sitting here with Joey Chestnut, one of the best um, competitive eaters, the best competitive eater in the world last week for the shrimp eating contest, I put one of those things in my mouth and I immediately started choking. <laughs> <laughs> Gagging, I guess I should say.
3: Oh, that shrimp is so good, though. Oh, man. And Joey got fourth.
2: He I got know. He got fourth in that contest, man. I was bummed out for that. He'll That's... bounce back.
3: He'll be all right. Uh, it's the Hammer and Nigel show, and tis the season now that the calendar has flipped over to December. We've been trying to get everybody into the holiday spirit around here, and I think the yeah. easiest way we can do that is by having the first lady of WIBC, Terry Stacy, share some of her holiday memories. Oh, yeah.
2: What do you
0: want for Christmas?
2: Holiday Memories with Terry Stacy.
0: My very favorite Christmas special is Charlie Brown's Christmas. My second favorite is Emmanuel in Bangkok.
2: Holiday <laughs> Memories with Terry Stacey. <laughs> that's one of my favorites, too. Emmanuel.
3: Anybody that's around our age that grew up with Skinamax yeah. available, you know exactly what we're talking about right there. Uh, according to a new survey, each year distracted driving injuries uh, happen with smartphones being the primary cause. Over 400,000 Americans get distracted because of their smartphones. And injured. And injured.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things I always worry about. I know it's something you talk about with your kids. And your 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 oldest is driving age. Right, right. And it's somebody on their phone, it's the new drunk driving. I mean, drunk driving is just as bad. But, yeah, swerving around in the middle of 465 while you're on your phone trying to send a text is... is is equally as bad, I think.
3: Around 26% of American drivers say they text and drive regularly, Ooh. even though more than one in three of these drivers considers the practice extremely dangerous. So, so they are a know, bunch of hypocrites. Yeah,
2: they know it's bad, they do it anyway. Well, Correct. It's called being a human being.
3: Uh, some more information from this. 53% of drivers have knowingly broken
2: cell phone laws while driving. Yeah, my wife got pulled over. That's cop, right. Cop caught her on, uh, I think Michigan Road, up towards Carmel. Uh, on her phone, gave her a warning.
3: Well, maybe that's just because she's hot, though. Like if she would have been some 450 pound beef eater with a mole and hair on it, do you think they just would have let her go?
2: I, I would. I would like to think so, but uh, I don't know. My kids were in the back too. They thought it was pretty cool.
3: One in twenty drivers admit they've caused crashes because they were distracted by their Holy phones.
2: Holy crap!
3: One in 20. And these are people out there. Like, my son's out driving around right now, and these people are out there on the same time. It scares me. As a parent, man, it frightens me. But we're not going to let it ruin our Christmas spirit around here. Because of this study and because of this time of year, Hammer and Nigel Records, we've updated this little Christmas classic. Shop. okay
0: texting my friends looking at my phone didn't know that cars had stopped oh.
3: <laughs> is that it that's that's it that's all you need it's the hammer and nigel show <laughs>
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
6: Did you know St. Jude has one of the largest pediatric sickle cell programs in the country? St. Jude freely shares the discoveries they make and every child saved at St. Jude means doctors and scientists worldwide can use this knowledge to save thousands more children everywhere. Join me today in helping to fight sickle cell disease by becoming a partner in hope. Call now, 1-800-411-9898. That's 1-800-411-9898.
2: You're listening to The Hammer and Nigel Show on 93 WIBC. You know, Hammer, ever since there was an arrest in the Delphi murder investigation, Richard Allen um, charged with the murders of Libby and Abby, uh, it just seems like it's, it's still been in the news constantly and not necessarily a good thing from... Richard Allen not having a lawyer in the first few days of his incarceration to the Carroll County judge, recusing himself, stepping down, saying, oh, man, we're not really, we're, you know, we're not ready for this. And I don't think they weren't ready for that from the standpoint of, of they're not prepared to take on the trial. They just said this is too big and, you know, I don't have enough help to answer questions. Um, and then you have the Richard Allen attorneys saying, yeah, this – this uh, affidavit that got released and uh, was was kind of I mean it's not um, it's not good it's it's it was not PR a of, for the prosecution it's, basically it's, it's basically yeah there's like there's a lot of holes pointing it out so the judge issued a gag order uh, for everybody involved in this case prosecution s- state troopers um, defense attorneys and nobody could talk about it anymore and they're still looking at a change of venue as well but that was that comes again directly after the, Richard Allen's attorneys came out and said yeah there's there's nothing really here in this affidavit to to hold our client indefinitely
3: and even though this affidavit says that they found an unfired cartridge in between the bodies at the crime scene that was linked back to a gun that Richard Allen had owned there's a lot of defense attorneys that say that's not necessarily the no pun intended smoking gun of this case that they're looking for because there's a lot of arguments where one could say well how do you know that came from Richard Allen did somebody steal one of his you know cartridges or yeah. something there's a lot of things in play here and Tanya brief she's a senior staff attorney with the innocence project She spoke to Fox 59 here in Indy. They've got that article on their website about a type of commonly used forensics examination accepted by law enforcement and courts. Tool mark analysis. And that's what they're using in this uh, situation with Richard Allen. The ballistics,
2: yeah. The gun uh, matching up with the cartridge in between the bodies that was found.
3: But Brief claims that this is a very flawed process. Quote, the problem is that you can have a million studies that purport to show something, but if those studies are not properly designed, they're not meaningful. Now, the Innocence Project, who she's a part of, along with an array of university scientists, point to issues with research-supporting tools to mark analysis. They include very small sample sizes, standards set by Toolmark examiners themselves. Long story short, there's a lot of things that could go down here that might not link this bullet. And I know Guy Relford doesn't like you to call it a bullet because it hasn't been fired. But this bullet back to Richard Allen's gun.
2: Yeah, and the defense attorneys were just doing their job, but they sound awfully convincing in terms of what the police have, what investigators have found, what kind of compromises there are uh, that could be taking place here with these ballistic tests. Um, And it's concerning to me as a guy that wants to see justice for the families and, of course, the victims. It's been five years, man. Five years. And I, I hope and pray there is more than just what we are seeing in these um, these legal documents that were released. And I, I hope there's more than this. I mean, one of the things that we keep talking about is the prosecution said, hey, there could be more than one person involved in this still out there. And the defense tur- attorneys turned around and said, yeah, look, even the prosecution saying there's more than one person out there. Our client isn't the guy. Which none of that was brought up in the affidavit Right, that
3: was released. Right, right, right. It made it look like it was one person involved here. And again, I spoke to a number of defense attorneys, and they said this is far from a sure thing that Richard Allen can get convicted. There's a difference between being, do you think he's the guy, and can you convict him? Yeah. Because there's a lot of circumstantial evidence here. Is that going to be enough to lock Richard Allen away? And were there any procedural violations here? Did they delay in getting him representation uh what was in the search warrant that allowed the police to go into richard allen's home to test his weapon there's a lot of things involved here legal
2: stuff so you're saying this this article on fox with the who what is it the innocence project yeah tanya Uh, brief she's she's, the attorney with the innocence project She's questioning the ballistics tests right now
3: saying it's not 100
2: i'd look i'd look at that i'd look and say i mean if this if if the police could scientifically Trace that cartridge found in between the bodies to his gun that he owns. Um, it, it, then that that is a there's when there's smoke there's fire. I think in this case, but if 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 you're also telling me that the defense is going to poke all sorts of holes in this, and uh, you know I don't know how much I don't know I'm not familiar with the Innocence Project, whoever this Tanya brief is. Um, if you're saying that, that there's already questions about the test itself, the ballistics science, because the police say, hey, no, this is science. This is scientifically – I mean, we they obviously had enough to go arrest a guy. At least a judge thought so.
3: Right. Um, keeping it here in the state of Indiana, the Indiana Capitol Chronicle has an article out, and they have got the first polling results – of the 2024 Jeez. Indiana governor's race.
2: Oh wow! Okay, I, look, I think it's fascinating. I love, I love, you know, looking down the road, uh, even a couple of years, and talking about who's going to be president, who's going to be the GOP nominee, who who could beat Biden. I, I love talking about all this stuff, but it is awfully early. So, what did the poll say?
3: So this is uh, again the Indiana Capital Chronicle citing a poll from the political firm Market Red, Mike Braun. Leading uh, all the other folks who they believe will be in the mix. Mike Braun winning potential matchups against Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch, who has not officially announced she's even running, but there's a lot of speculation that she's going to be in the mix. And Fort Wayne businessman Eric Doden, 37 point lead and 42 point leads, respectively, against those individuals. Now, that's just dealing with those two names. We don't have some of the other players who could be in the mix involved in this poll. Uh, But some interesting nuggets of information did come out. They surveyed over 1,500 likely Republican voters, and this was just a couple weeks ago. The uh, same poll reports that 61% of those who responded had a favorable opinion of Mike Braun. Compared to 24 percent for Crouch and 10 percent for Doden.
2: I'm wondering how many people even know who the lieutenant governor is at this point, much less the Fort Wayne businessman. Right. Uh, out of the the 1,500 that were surveyed, I don't think. I mean, look, Braun sent on a boatload of his own cash, and I, I think he's got. I, I. Right now, I mean, he is definitely the front runner, even though, like you said crouch hasn't announced some of the other guys we've been talking about over the past couple of weeks or at least since braun announced the hollingsworth right one of them you know would you
3: know a guy like mitch daniels want to get back in the mix would that be a hell didn't Mary? they
2: ask me about that and he's like Yeah. was it i might be mistaken on the uh the timing of of who who asked him or, or when that was but I thought he was kind of cold on that was Sam? Like Sam
1: I I don't necessarily have an answer for your question there but I was at uh Purdue the Purdue Northwestern game a couple weeks ago where they honored Mitch Daniels and I'm telling you right now if it's it's his if he chooses to everybody still loves that man
3: he could pick whatever seat he wants in the state of Indiana whether that's Senate whether that's governor uh, he's still popular absolutely the hell of a job at Purdue uh, he did well. He did. And he's getting ready to kind of ride off into the sunset up at Purdue. So now that, you know, his kids are a little bit older, he's had time to settle in. Maybe just maybe this is something that interests him. We don't know. Maybe he just wants to be cool, retired guy and hang out. I do. But we'll see. Uh, Just a little reminder tonight. uh, Tonight is that school board meeting for the Pendleton schools. We've been talking about this story all week. Tony Kennett uh, broke this story with us on Monday that there are some teachers, some counselors that are trying to keep information from parents about their students up at the Pendleton schools. And
2: If a student's transitioning or wants to be known as a, you know, him, her, he, she, whatever – uh, they, they There's a policy in place that if the parents aren't supportive of that, then they the teachers keep that from the parents.
3: And he's got emails to back it up. And we've retweeted and posted on Facebook his articles. He's going to be there tonight. Tony Kennett's going to be at the school board meeting, the South Madison Community School Corporation admin school board meeting, 7 o'clock tonight in the admin building in Pendleton. If you want to go, it's free go ahead and go. If you live in that community, if you've got students in that school, or maybe if you're just a taxpayer and you want to find out what's going on, free to attend. Uh, Tony Kennett will be there and he'll come back on our show tomorrow and report back everything that he's seeing happen at that school board meeting tonight. Do not go anywhere. This is the Hammer and Nigel show. We got light rain and 44 at the American Standard Heating Weather Center at 93 WIBC. You're
2: listening to You're listening to the Hammer and Nigel Show on 9'3 WIBC: 27th anniversary of the WIBC radiothon for the Salvation Army going down tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. right here at 9'3 WIBC broadcasting live tomorrow and Saturday from Sullivan Hardware over at the keystone uh 71st and keystone location very proud to be part of this event hammer uh I, i'm excited that this is the 27th anniversary i think you and i've been doing this for at least five years now yes if not six
3: and i was the promotion director for wibc for about five years prior to doing it on the air so i've been here for close to about half the time that this event's taken place. And again, let's not ignore the elephant in the room here. There's a lot of people that don't like some of the woke stuff that the Salvation Army has said in the past. And I'm with you. And I agree with you. But the fact of the matter is the people who check in to the Salvation Army here in Central Indy, these mothers that are needing a place to stay, these kids that aren't going to have anything for Christmas, they don't give a blue rat's rear end about your
2: politics. Not at all. Every kid deserves to have presents under the Christmas tree that's part of what this is about tomorrow and uh, you you could stop by you could donate with cash on site you can text uh, you can go to the website there's there's a hundred different ways now to donate to the Salvation Army I want to break records man and we're going to be there from
3: three until seven Hammer and Nigel live show now we don't take our show on the road very often it's not our decision trust us uh but every time we've gone out we have packed the joint what was it bon jovi once said i've seen a million faces and i've rocked them all we rocked it in shelbyville the hammer and nigel army showed up in droves we rocked it in columbus the hammer and nigel army showed up in droves and tomorrow we want a big turnout at sullivan's 71st and keystone sullivan's hardware it's beer sample friday that's right and uh, man, we're gonna have a good time and a good show, and raise some money man. for a lot of
2: Hoosiers in need. And by the way, we haven't seen Sullivan Hardware. I mean, I, Pat Sullivan. I, I, we were there last week for the kid, the kid, the Christmas train for the kids. I, I mean, he's expanded that place There's several different outlets and places that you could go to to grab a beverage while you are walking around shopping, which I think is genius. Right? They've got several different kinds of trains that, like, train Christmas trains for adults to go on, like Santa's Beer Flight Train. Where there's not just trains for families That go see Santa There's like an older kid's train And then there's one And then there's a third train for adults That could go That that take them out to to Santa's bar I love it So to
3: speak I love it That's where the tipsy elves are at right there Yeah
2: Yeah but I just I, I just want to Every kid deserves presents under the tree From Santa for Christmas And that's one of the main reasons Why we're doing this And that's what we like to Always love our Our association with the Salvation Army. And and you're right, no, but nobody cares about politics. I've been to the shelter downtown before. Trust me, those people in there do not care one iota about anything political. They just need your help. Right. And Hoosiers come through. Man, I remember in 2020, Hammer, year of the pandemic, we all had to wear masks walking around Sullivan's Hardware uh, in December, but we didn't stop. We could have easily said, ah, it's the pandemic. We're not going to do it this year. We did it and we broke records. And that was during a time where people didn't have a lot of work because they were locked out of their jobs. And they still found a way to give and make it successful.
3: So if you're a fan of Nigel, if you're a Nigerian, (laughs) if you're a fan of mine, Hamroids, we want the Nigerians and the Hamroids to come together (laughs) tomorrow, three to seven at Sullivan's. Again, we'd love to see you. Uh, The most loyal, most kick-ass listeners in all of radio are the Hammer and Nigel show listeners. So if you got a few minutes, stop by the broadcast. We'd love to say hello to you. Dateline, Georgia. A community in Georgia came together to raise money for a sheepdog that was attacked by coyotes while protecting uh, his herd of sheep. Here is Casper's owner, Casper's owner, talking about what happened during the attack when he found
4: Casper. He wasn't really afraid that they were going to attack me or anything, but they were focused on Casper. He just came out the fence here and killed more and then they had a fight all up and down this creek. We were worried about him and we put out a post on Facebook and let neighbors know. He just kind of looked at me like, boss, just stop looking at how bad I look. Just take care of me.
2: did we have a story earlier this week or late last week of the coyote that just walked up to the two-year-old that was walking along the sidewalk on her front porch uh, and, and grabbed her by the ankle and started dragging her away? Right. it's on video yeah it's on i think we tweeted that stuff out coyotes man in your best
3: donald trump impression (laughs) i want you to yell coyotes
6: coyotes Coyotes! that was
2: one of the bingo cards when he talks about mexican (laughs) drug cartels and the coyotes bringing across uh you know drugs and uh, because that's the nickname for those traffickers coyotes
3: coyotes coyotes Uh, (laughs) It's a holiday tradition that someone somewhere will get stuck under a Christmas tree. (laughs) A woman in Wales was putting lights up in her living room when the tree fell on top of her. Her daughters heard her calling out. And here's what happened when they came into the room. Mom. The tree
2: is on top of Bob. I I love the daughters. They hear their mom screaming, and the first instinct is to grab their frigging phones.
3: (laughs) Sadly, I think that would be my kids if that happened to either myself or the coupon lady. Do not go anywhere. More of the Hammer and Nigel Show. Top stories coming up next.
4: hammer and
1: nigel can
2: you believe these characters are weirdos on 93 wibc so let's rock it. my name is nigel jason hammer is here uh wnba basketball player Brittany griner who's been in, in a russian prison camp the past nine months uh is released i believe she's back on american soil she was Traded for uh, a Russian arms dealer and another terrorist to be named later. <laughs> no, that's wrong. It was just a. It was a single swap. It was one for one. It, it was the Russian arms dealer. Uh, what's it, the Merchant of Death? Victor Bouts. the Merchant yeah. of Death, is his nickname. They uh, made the movie Lord of War, but loosely based on this guy with Nick Cage and Jared Leto. Excellent movie, but the guy is one of the worst human beings on the face of the planet. And we just traded. <laughs> him. Imagine being one of the guys that put all the work and effort into arresting and going after the merchant of death. All the time and energy law enforcement put in, all the risks, probably people lost their lives. Um, There were terrorists, there were informants that posed as terrorists to get this guy. He was in the middle of selling uh, a giant uh, load of weapons to terrorist organizations, then would go on to use them to kill Americans abroad. So
3: correct me if I'm wrong here, Nige. I want to make sure that I've got everything correct here. Our United States tax dollars, by the billions, are going to Ukraine to help them fight off Russian arms. But we just released the biggest arms dealer Russia has.
2: Yeah. I mean, this comes at a time when Russia has their backs up against the wall, so to speak, and not exactly... Uh, doing well in Ukraine, and along comes this guy—a brand new component that could be a, a a factor in this, in getting in getting weapons for Russia. Hell, when you're an arms dealer, you don't care who you're dealing with. They could right. they could get they could get weapons for Ukraine for all I know. But
3: and the thing is, this guy helps Russia in multiple ways. Yes, obviously he could get them arms for their conflict with Ukraine, but honestly, I think it's more about the money. This guy can sell arms to Iran. He can sell arms to Africa. I mean, whoever he wants and take that money, and maybe he works with Vladimir Putin. They're both old KGB guys, so they've got that in common, and there's a reason that Vladimir Putin wanted this guy specifically let go. Now, a couple months ago, correct me if I'm wrong, this was supposed to be a two-for-one trade.
2: Yeah, Paul Whelan, the Marine that's been incarcerated in Russia for uh, multiple years, I believe up to four years. He was actually on CNN uh, in a phone call uh, a couple of hours ago. He uh, says that he doesn't understand why he's still there. "Quote: I'm greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release, especially as the four-year anniversary of my arrest is coming up." This is the Marine again, incarcerated in Russia. They arrested him for spying, or which for was such a bull you know, crap charge. And so, obviously, Putin is, is. This is a. This is another guy. I mean, I, obviously, I think he's worth more than Brittany Griner in terms of of trades here. Brittany Griner was a celebrity. They they rushed through her trial to get her, um, um, you know, nine that nine years in a in a work prison camp, and and they know it's a big name, and they know that they can push around Biden, and he can get what he wants. Now, I'm I think you could be upset at this trade, and still be happy that an American citizen is no longer incarcerated unjustly in in a Russian prison camp.
3: I mean, at the very least, there's that. But as I said earlier, is the world safer today than it was yesterday? Is the world a better place because the merchant of death is now able to put weapons in the hands of people who hate everything about your existence and they want to kill you and your family? I can't get down that route, man. I just can't. Uh, Here is Joe Biden speaking about the swap earlier today.
4: Moments ago, standing together with her. Wife, Cheryl, uh, in the Oval Office, I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and uh, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank all the hard-working public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I also want to thank the UAE for helping us facilitate Brittany's return.
2: It just doesn't make sense, man. Like this guy, this merchant of death, he's more on par in terms of a swap with the Marine in, uh, that's that's currently in Russia, Wieland. So it makes sense. I would, I would understand. I would understand this trade more if it was for the Marine, but uh, a, a pot-smoking basketball player. And uh, Biden's foreign uh, just, policy is such a
3: mess, though, man. From the minute he took office, and there was that debacle of leaving Afghanistan, it's been one foreign policy disaster after the other. How do you go from a two-for-one, which was basically on the table back in August? To just now, one for one?
2: Yeah. How bad of a negotiator do you have to be? Whelan said, again, this is from the CNN article, Whelan said that he was happy that Griner was released but told CNN, quote, was led to believe that things were moving in the right direction and the governments were negotiating and that something would happen fairly soon. So to your point, he thought this was he was going to be part of the deal. He's he's at a premium. He was, he was arrested for, for espionage, so I, I think the Russians are putting a premium on that. But again, the trade is not even; it's not an even trade. So no. even even if, and Whelan insists that he was not spying for the United States, that was not the case. That puts him in the same league as, as the Russian arms dealer, right? Spying on Russia, an American spy is probably in the same league as a Russian arms dealer in terms of politics and a prisoner swap. It's not the same with Griner.
3: Joe Biden has no idea how to use the United States of America as leverage. You have the, what should be, most badass military in the world. You've got a ton of money, a ton of clout. You're a superpower, but the way Joe Biden makes deals, you would think we were Bangladesh. Uh, This is Victoria Coates. She's the former Deputy National Security Advisor on the deal.
5: You know, every day that an American unjustly detained abroad comes home is a good day. And you know, the worst you can say about Brittany Griner is that she did something stupid, uh, unless the materials were planted. Uh, and so there, there really is is no justification for Vladimir Putin using American citizens as as hostages and pawns in his geopolitical game. So I'm I'm very pleased she's coming home uh, that, that is a good thing. But as you said, this, this swap is a terrible one for the United States. I mean, certainly Brittany and Victor Bout are both very high profile people, but that's where the comparison ends. He is, he is a a very, very evil, uh, KGB agent and agent of Putin. And this was not a good swap for the United States. Why was it such a goal of Vladimir Putin to get Victor Bout back to Russia? Well, Putin is also a KGB agent, and he wants to bring his people home. Uh, but if you look at Bout's history and the, the crimes for which he was just, justly imprisoned, uh, they involve running running arms to the Taliban, to the FARC, uh, both of whom were targeting American citizens, uh, you know, trying to kill them. And that's why he's called the merchant of death. So okay. I think, I think for Putin this is—
3: This a, was a bad deal. I mean, we can go on and on sure. about, you know, yes, it's nice to have an American citizen home, but this was a bad deal. And you're not supposed to no- negotiate with terrorists. You're not supposed to cave and you're supposed to act like a superpower. The world is a more dangerous place today than it was yesterday. And that's on Joe Biden. All right, Matt Bear, what's going on?
2: Hammer, how do we play, is this anything?
3: I'm going to run a couple different stories by you. Your job is to take all of the information, you weigh out the pros, you weigh out the cons, and you give us a verdict. Is the story anything or not? Dateline Michigan, a Michigan man who allegedly made anti-Semitic and racist threats to people at a preschool and synagogue last week, Ooh. had a court appearance And he pulled his pants down and mooned the judge. Here is Judge Regina Thomas reacting uh, to this loser showing his backside.
5: I want the record to reflect that while the court has muted uh, the defendant's microphone at the Oakland County Jail, he appears to be yelling and pointing at the camera.
7: And now he has removed
5: his pants to show the court his backside. I'm putting him in the waiting room.
2: (laughs) Boy, Kanye West has really gone downhill, hasn't he? <laughs> what was he doing in Michigan? Wow, I can't believe his backside was so <laughs> pasty white. How do you st- uh, how do you, how do you, pull, I'm assuming you're handcuffed at these things, right? I mean, if you're at some sort of arraignment or something, you keep the handcuffs on you? Or no, I don't know. I, like, if you have your handcuffs on, I don't know how you pull your pants down. Maybe he wasn't. I'm not sure. But I mean, had- there's a lot of people that are into
3: bondage that I think can probably get their <laughs> pants down while handcuffed. It's the last time you moon somebody. Oh, man. Probably not that long ago, to be honest with you. Um, I think it was my wife, actually.
2: Um, Of course it was.
3: So I think it was one of those days where it was cold outside, and like the screen door we got a glass part on it and it was kind of freezing up a little bit i saw that she had just pulled in the driveway and she was coming <laughs> in so i greeted her with my uh, pasty butt cheeks uh, pressed against <laughs> the glass leaving like the outline on the frost of my uh, perfectly sculpted backside did she have
2: did she happen to notice yes she did did she happen to vomit right in her tracks and throw up all over the place
3: i got a laugh with a thumbs up there you go
2: it. okay all right what else
3: uh is this anything Google has released their year-end data. Who do you think is the most searched person of the year? Kanye West. No. The most searched person, the most searched actor, Johnny Depp.
2: Oh, the trial. That was a big deal, man. The defamation trial with him and his ex-wife Amber Heard.
3: So to celebrate, we made a little bit of a uh, super cut of when he was being questioned by Amber Heard's lawyer about the bad press back in April.
1: Johnny Depp reportedly drank heavily and was constantly late on the new Pirates movie set.
6: Reportedly.
1: Johnny Depp's star power looks as wobbly as Jack Sparrow on a plank. Did I read that right?
2: You read that very, very well. The
1: next one, Hollywood (laughs) Reporter, Pirates of the Caribbean, the diminishing returns of Johnny Depp.
2: The Hollywood Reporter were very nice to me.
1: Multi-million dollar lawsuits, a marriage gone very wrong, and a lifestyle he can't afford. Did I read that right?
2: You did. You should read the article. And the last one.
1: Alison <laughs> Boshoff reveals why Hollywood's reeling over what's being called Johnny Depp's
4: career suicide note. Who's Alison Boshoff and how does she know?
2: <laughs> I, I think Johnny Depp came off in that trial as somewhat likable. I mean, obviously it was a, ta- uh, a toxic relationship. Those those two shouldn't have been within 100 miles of each other the first time an, an incident happened between the two. They They should have just called it quits right then. They uh, were volatile people. Johnny Depp is a a pampered celebrity. But he came off, like, joking around with Amber Heard's lawyer like that. Oh, yeah, that's a great article. You should read the whole thing. (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. He
3: won the thing. Like, in terms of public opinion, like, you looked at Amber Heard going into this, and you thought, wow, I bet Johnny Depp was out of control to her. Maybe he beat her. I don't know. But as the trial went on, you realize she's a lunatic, and she yeah. poops in the bed.
2: Allegedly,
3: allegedly, but there's a reason why they call her Amber Turd.
2: <laughs> what was it? What was the excuse there? They asked her about that, right? It was oh, it was her dog? It was the dog, was something like that. You know, blame it on the dog, right? You know, some people can
3: blame passing gas on the dog. But when you leave, you know, a dookie in the bed, like, yeah. I think most people understand the difference between a canine turd sure. and Amber Heard's and, turd.
2: And, and I've seen pictures of it on the internet, too. This wasn't, like, Johnny Depp's excuse, or Johnny Depp's saying, like, here's the reason I know it wasn't the dog. It's because I've been around that dog. I've seen the dog. Uh, go number two dozens and dozens of times. I know what it looks like, and that wasn't it. I know the difference between humans and dogs and canines, and this certainly wasn't of the canine variety.
3: When I was in college, I went over to one of my buddies' house, and he lived off campus, and he had a dog. So (laughs) what I did was I took a dump in the backyard, and I wanted him to think that there was something wrong with this dog with these big, massive turds (laughs) that were back there. Does that make me a horrible person? That
2: that's that's a strange. No, not horrible, but just interesting.
3: Ah, Jeremy, what happened to your dog? What are you feeding this thing? I think Wait, I see so, KFC me, in there. Let me get this straight. <laughs> you, you
2: went out to the backyard and squatted down. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I'd have the ability to do that. I don't think I could physically do that. I think I. You I'd couldn't physically up. squat
3: down and go number two in a backyard. I, I, no,
2: I, I just something it wouldn't. Uh, nothing would happen nothing would move i don't think I, I have to have i have to be in the right environment so, so you
3: couldn't do a show like survivor where like because yeah, well, our friend scott pollard was on survivor yeah, he'd go in
2: the ocean at the very right. least
3: they'd go in the ocean and go number two could you do that
2: possibly i've never tried i don't know sam Where's i was just
3: gonna say some people have performance anxiety i can
2: sympathize See, where you. nigel's coming from yeah very much so
3: i'm a showman the show must go on Uh, Is this anything an Olive Garden manager in Kansas got fired after sending employees this email about how they can use sick days. It says that she would no longer be tolerating any excuses for calling off. And if anybody tried to call in sick more than once in a month, you'd be fired. And quote, this is from the email. If you're sick, you need to come prove it to us. If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. (laughs) I like it. Laying down a hammer on the lazy employees. So you like this. You want this woman to bring in a dead dog sure, and you clap that. Right I poop in the backyard and oh, I'm yeah. public enemy number one. You're
2: very disgusting, but this is fine with me. Yeah, bring in the dead dog. I need a proof of a body. Uh, now, now, obviously this doesn't make sense for a manager to say, hey, if you're sick, come prove it to us. You come cough in my face and give me the BA5 variant. and uh, <laughs> And if I get sick, all right. That'll be your excuse. Uh, I think it's probably, probably, I mean, for managers in this line of work, do you understand, though? I mean, these restaurants, the turnover's got to be incredible. And it is. And it's hard to find good people. It's hard to find good servers and good cooks um, in this line of work. It's got to be frustrating for a manager always having to deal with that kind of thing. And I probably lost her, just kind of lost her temper there and fired off an email she shouldn't have.
3: And when you get good service from somebody, tip the bejesus out of them, man. Because they're choosing to be at work when a lot of people just want to stay home and leech off of somebody or the government or something. Take care of the people that are working. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. pharmacies antibodies side effects vaccine stuff it's
2: the hammer and Nigel show a uh, big win for the military today uh, the Congress stripping away that defense department requirement that all military personnel be vaccinated against the covid uh against the coronavirus I mean, it's just a huge politically divisive policy it led to the dismissal of almost 9000 service members numerous lawsuits there was no reason for this these are the best these people are in the best shape of their lives the the vaccine once we understand that it doesn't prevent you from getting the virus or spreading it it should have been dropped immediately let's get everybody that was let go by this ridiculous mandate Let's get their jobs back with retroactive pay immediately.
3: Right. Now, that's not part of the deal right now, but I'm with you 100%. If you were one of the 8,500 plus service members who left the military because you didn't want to get this experimental vaccine that, again, does not prevent you from getting COVID or spread it, you should absolutely be able to get your position back. And there are risks associated
2: with said vaccine. Right. For perfectly healthy individuals that are young and that have no reason, that have a very low chance of even being admitted to the hospital uh, for this.
3: Here to react to this story is White House Press Secretary. ha. <laughs>
7: What uh, what we think happened here is uh, Republicans in Congress have decided that they rather uh, f- rather fight against the health and well-being of our troops than protecting them, and we believe that it is a mistake. What we saw uh, what we saw happen on the NDAA as it relates to the vaccine mandate.
3: So she calls this a mistake. She feels like this is a mistake that's been made.
2: Well, uh, there's plenty of people, including the people that were fired, that thought the uh, mandate was a mistake. Perfectly healthy people that operated within the military before the vaccine, went on about their jobs, went on about their lives a year and a half before that vaccine was released, or maybe it was a year or so. And maybe they thought that was sort of a mistake. Maybe the, the people on the front lines of the healthcare industry working and treating coronavirus patients in the hospital a year before the vaccine thought it was a mistake that they automatically get fired now if they don't get the vaccine, especially when most of them acquired COVID and natural immunity in the first place. Imagine trying to tell somebody
3: who has served our country that possibly has ran into danger, took on gunfire. Maybe you're part of the SEALs program and you have seen some of the most horrific things. You have been involved in fight after fight with terrorists that you can no longer do your job because we don't want you to get sick. I mean, that's such a ridiculous, over-the-top excuse and now the White House is upset about it. What this tells me is that the numbers are down so bad with the military, they're going to have to do whatever it takes to start building some of the recruitment numbers back up. Because whether it's law enforcement or the military, because of a lot of these vaccine mandates, you're seeing the numbers get down to critical levels right now. And Ron DeSantis was asked about this earlier. He's the of course, governor of the state of Florida. A lot of people feel like if he decides to run for president in 2024, yeah. could be the front runner. He talked about the vaccine mandates and the way he did things in his state. Some people say, hey, these local governments wanted to lock down businesses. They wanted to force mandates. They wanted to keep the kids
1: locked out of school. Yeah, you're damn right I overruled them on that. because
3: The fact of the matter is you you don't have right to, you don't have the right to do wrong and if I had not stepped in last year and made sure that
1: these local governments couldn't lock you down couldn't mandate we get we, we wouldn't let them fine we had kids in school last year because of me not
3: because of them a little bit of a victory lap right there for sure, Ron DeSantis.
2: absolutely, and he deserves it. I mean, he was on the front lines there uh, in 2020. Uh, immediately, look, they did shut down for a little while, but I think he, he, once he saw the science and once he saw the stats and who was really affected by coronavirus, he immediately did an about face and opened everything up.
3: Because you look at Christy Nome and what she did, uh, she's pretty much the only governor that can say, yeah. we never closed at all. Uh, Ron DeSantis they closed in Florida for a little bit but you're right he realized wait a minute this thing isn't as bad as people are making it out to be if you're a healthy person of a certain age so we're going to put some restrictions in place but we're going to open back up for business we're going to
2: concentrate on the people that this this affects most Bingo. we're going to concentrate on uh keeping you know therapeutics and remdesivir and some of those things that, um, remember Biden basically shut some of those therapeutics down and weren't available to everybody because they wanted people to get the vaccine. And when Ron DeSantis decided to put
3: the vaccine in some of the local grocery stores, um, he got a
2: hit piece from CBS. It was a total smear job. I'm never watching 60 Minutes again after that. And I liked 60 Minutes. They, they were definitely left-leaning liberal, uh, news outlet news magazine but i still watch they had some interesting i won't watch them again after that whole desantis debacle lie after lie after lie the paper yeah it was the paper play thing right for public's uh grocery stores
3: stores, which happened to be pretty much on every damn corner in the state of florida if you've been down there you know that and that's why they got the vaccines and keep in mind desantis isn't saying you should not take the vaccine if you want to Go to Publix, go to Walgreens, go to CVS, wherever you can get it, knock yourself out. But we're not going to mandate I it.
2: don't mind at all people encouraging other people to get the vaccine. I don't mind uh, people encouraging you to wear masks. Just don't mandate it. Joe Biden's climate
3: czar, John Kerry, all <laughs> franken uh he was doing some sort of event where I'm sure he flew in on a private plane to of be Of course, at. yeah. Uh, he says that it would be great, great, if there was some U.S. taxpayer money to pay for other countries' climate reparations.
2: I had, like, our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around bucklucks. So, so Bill no, Bill's no, no wrong clip, wrong
3: <laughs> clip That's Project Veritas right there. Is
5: there a-
4: going to have to be U.S. taxpayer money that helps the United States? Or presumably, the United States is going to have to be one of the nations that contributes to it would be great if there were some. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, I mean, the United States of America, proudly, is the largest humanitarian donor in the world. Mm-hmm.
2: I can't even follow that now. It's, it's right, same, so let's just get to the Sam, next story. because Sam played the, the wrong clip. There. Cat's already out of the bag
3: here. So this next story. John
2: Kerry talking about butt plugs.
3: Right. Good <laughs> Lord almighty. Uh, so this is adult content. If you've got some kiddos in the car. Oh uh, yeah, you're going to want to turn
2: this one down. Probably
3: want to turn this down. But, but hell, they've already heard some of it. So,
2: <laughs> But it is important though.
3: Right. Because this is happening in schools. This is just an example of somebody that got caught. So. Project Veritas.
2: How would you describe what they do? Um, sort of a right-leaning investigative uh, journalist outfit that uh, does. They've sort of infiltrated undercover. stuff. Uh, yeah, undercover stuff. They've 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 gone undercover, had secret meetings and tapes with CNN, uh, woke teachers that want to indoctrinate kids with with extreme leftist progressive ideologies. They did this The guy, the one guy on the West Coast, I believe in San Diego, that had the Black Lives Matter flag up in his classroom It says, I've only got 188, I've got only got 180 days to indoctrinate our kids. Right. Um, just sort of undercover stuff like that that they expose.
3: So somebody works as a mole, they have a secret camera, and that's what Project Veritas does. And again, this is some adult content here, Yeah. so heads careful. up. Uh, but Joe Bruno, he's the dean of students at this private school in Chicago. The undercover camera busted him bragging about providing sex toys to students in the class.
2: I had like our LGBTQ plus health center come in. They were passing around butt plugs and dildos to my students Z. talking about queer sex, using lube versus using spit. Who is this? This is uh, an LGBTQ plus health center came in to talk to my high school students. Nice. They're just like passing on dildos, butt plugs. The kids are just playing with them. And we had a drag queen come in, um, pass out cookies and brownies and do photos. And it's so amazing. And everybody's cool with that, like the butt plugs and the dildos. Yeah. Nobody complains. No. I mean, if the parents found out, but they... No, it's queer sex. Like, yeah. How old were the kids that,
4: with the classroom? 14, 18. 18.
2: Yeah, I believe it's called groomers. I mean, the term here is groomer, and it, there were once upon a time you, got, you could have gotten in trouble for Twitter for saying that. Now this guy should be immediately fired, pervert.
3: Fourteen, fourteen what he, years I mean, old.
2: Why do fourteen year olds need to be passing around sex toys in a classroom? That uh, unacceptable is not the word I, to use here. And if I was a parent, I'd be wanting, I'd be out for blood if I was a parent of a young teenage person a young teenage kid, and and they were exposed to some of that stuff.
3: And I don't care if it's stuff that straight people do as well. If you're telling me that my 14-year-old in class today was playing with bull whips, whipped cream, and handcuffs, I'm not okay with that either. Oh, we got candle wax out. We showed how you poured on your nipples today. No. Did you do any math? Did you do any English? Yeah. No, but the drag queen came by and
2: twerked in my face. I mean, that's He's a pervert. I mean, that is – You know, sexual exploitation of a minor, handing them sex toys, talking about gay sex. That's what's happening in these classrooms in Chicago. The guy needs to be frog marched out into jail in the the light of day so everybody could see this guy. Wow. And again, this happens
3: probably a lot more than people think. This guy just got caught from Project Veritas. It's the Hammer and Nigel show. All right, Nigel, give me your best impression of yourself saying the Bush beer tagline.
2: Bush. (laughs) Is that? Is that pretty good?
3: Pretty good. Bush. Bush light is giving away Bush lights (laughs) for the holidays. (laughs) That's a longer shh than mine uh so what these are they're christmas
2: lights yeah christmas lights (laughs) shaped
3: like beer cans that are designed to go on your bushes outside (laughs) Bush bush light bush lights i love
2: this idea meant for your bushes
3: right uh to win a set you have to reply to one of their posts on social media explain why you deserve to win and include the hashtags sweepstakes And Letters to St. Louis. We've got Bush. (laughs) There's a number of different clips we can play when you're talking about Bush.
2: (laughs) The Bush Latte, as the sophisticates call them.
3: You are so right, though. Like, if you're looking to buy just a quick, dirty 30-pack, going to, like, CVS.
2: Or Walgreens. Yeah. Or Walgreens. is so underrated. The liquor store is a very underrated place to buy cheap booze. I think got some good uh selections in terms of uh, spirits, wine and spirits as well. Uh, like w- whiskies, uh, Jameson, Woodford. Um, now, paying- the
3: fancy schmancy neighborhood that you live in, do they have to lock up the booze inside the CVS <laughs> and the uh No. No. Really? They don't lock it up? uh uh-uh. My neighborhood they do. Do they really? <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: It's you have to go get somebody that works at the uh the store okay. to unlock the spirit if no, you want it. Now not- the beers out
2: though. Yeah, the beer's out there, and so is the uh, so is the liqueur. Liquor. Oh,
3: man. Uh, again, tomorrow we are going to be at oh, yeah. Sullivan's, 71st and Keystone, Sullivan's Hardware, uh, Big Nige and I broadcasting live from 3 until 7. We hope to see each and every one of you folks, even if you could just come by for a couple of minutes, hang out, do a cheers with us, you know, make fun of some people, and we're going to have a good time, and we're going to raise some money for the Salvation Army.
2: When we come back, uh, we got a special guest, Francis Martel, world editor of Breitbart. Uh, Going to tell us who exactly this Merchant of Death is, and what he's capable and was capable of doing, and w- why he, why Russians wanted him, and and how this looks for the United States in terms of a prisoner swap with WNBA basketball player Brittany Griner.
3: Francis Martel, Rob Kendall, all coming up. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.
1: Hammer and Nigel. Do you believe these characters are weirdos? On 93 WIBC. So
2: let's rock! The biggest story in the world right now, Hammer. Uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner in a prisoner swap for an arms dealer, a Russian arms dealer. Brittany Griner, of course, incarcerated in Russia, had some cannabis oil or something on her, and Russia obviously used her as some sort of political hostage to get probably one of the worst human beings in the world Freed from jail, like a little international high-level prison swap. Here, I couldn't think of anything better, anybody better to go break this down for us than Francis Martel, world editor at Breitbart. Francis, thank you for doing this last minute. Uh, we really appreciate it. How are you?
7: I'm doing great. No, thank you so much for having me. Anytime you need.
2: Let's just go, let's start from the beginning here, and, and, and how did we wind up with uh, Brittany Griner being exchanged? I, it, look, I, I'm happy she's free. I, I mean, she's an American citizen, and this is obviously some sort of political thing between Russia and the United States. Um, so how do we get here, and what did you think of the exchange?
7: Well, um, it seems that we get here through negotiations uh, involving Saudi Arabia and UAE, which I was very surprised to see um, MBS, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, is taking credit for this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But um, apparently, you know, she was arrested, and she was arrested because she was possessing cannabis. And um, as far as we know, she doesn't deny that she had it. So it's not like she was wrongfully imprisoned in the sense that she didn't break the law. You could argue she was wrongfully imprisoned in the sense that the law itself was unjust. But um, I haven't seen anyone argue that she didn't break the law. Um, Victor Bout, who is the murderer, merchant of death, (laughs) was very rightfully imprisoned um, after trying to sell weapons to the FARC, which is the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, is a communist terrorist organization. Um, The DEA used sources to stand in as FARC terrorists. Uh, and they, they told about. they said, we want weapons because we want to kill Americans. And he said, quote, unquote, we have the same enemy. That's according to the Department of Justice. Um, and he was sentenced to 25 years. And the Biden administration apparently thought it was a fair trade to release that guy <laughs> for this basketball player who, like you said, you know, I, I guess it's a good thing that someone is not in prison for you know, having plant oil on them, but um, the, the repercussions of this are going to be that one of the most dangerous people in the world is now running free.
3: All right. So, Francis, let's get into that, because all show long, I've said this was a bad trade. Yeah. Just a couple of months ago, it felt like this was going to be a two for one, where the uh, Marine that is imprisoned in Russia, Whalen, was going to be a part of this. All of a sudden, that's not part of this deal. And again, you said it, the merchant of death is now free. For those who don't really know who Victor Bout is, tell us a little bit about this guy. Are we overreacting here?
7: Um, I don't think we are. I mean, I, the, the, the funny way I could phrase it is he's a guy who is bad enough to be played by Nicolas Cage in a movie. Um,
4: he's, yeah, he's, Lord he's of very, War, yeah.
7: Yeah, he's, a, he's very bad news. And the reason he's bad news is because of the connections that he has. He basically ships arms, he ships weapons to some of the world's worst actors. And the thing that is getting me the most concerned, um, because I think the, the people's brain immediately goes to Russian arms dealer, this is going to worsen the Ukraine war right? I think this is actually the biggest problem here is that he's going to start supplying drug traffickers in our hemisphere because that's what he was arrested for. Um, The FARC is, first and foremost, a communist terrorist group, but they fundraise through cocaine trafficking. They are a cocaine trafficking operation. Um, Colombia now has a former terrorist president who is a far leftist who, his first speech at the UN in September, he went off on a tangent about how cocaine isn't even that bad for you, we should Legalize cocaine, um, you know so now you have an, an, an enabler president, you have a terrorist group that he was arrested for trying to arm um, right in our hemisphere and now this guy is free and you have, you know, Venezuela is a narco regime, the, the dictatorship of Venezuela itself is a drug trafficking operation, so I think those are going to be the top clients and what you're going to end up having is, you know a wave of just a, a boom of drug use in the United States and it's not just going to be cocaine, it's going to be fentanyl it's going to be you know whatever that they can sell to make money and they're going to use they have the guy that can sell them the guns to make sure the operations work
2: and then not only that francis francis Martel, world at breitbart not only that um, the drug use angle but the fact that americans around the world are going to be in danger despots and dictators are now going to look at this deal and say hey all's i have to do is kidnap an American and uh, we're going to get our drug dealer you know uh, uh, terrorist ter- mastermind terrorist masterminds out of jail and all we have to do is kidnap an American abroad.
7: Absolutely. A hundred percent, that is the message that is being sent. And it's not just to governments. It's to, you know, Boko Haram. It's whoever. And, you know, any of these uh, militias, if they can get a, their hands on someone that has an American passport, they know that they now they've got money. Um, and the states, too, if they want to get their bad guys out of jail, an easy way to do it now is to um, arrest an American for whatever. And that was the precedent that President Obama sent. We saw a lot of that under Obama, and then when Trump came in, we saw that a little bit reversed. Um, but it's a pattern now, and that's something else I want to mention. The, this this is a horrible trade, but it's the at least third one that Biden has made that is a head scratcher. Um, in October, he freed Nicolas Maduro's nephews, the the dictator of Venezuela's nephews, mm, yeah. from prison. In exchange for um, these Sitco oil executives that Venezuela had wrongfully imprisoned, who are American citizens, my um, nephews were uh, convicted and sentenced to prison for trying to bring something like 800 kilos of cocaine into the United States. Like these are, you know, big heavyweight drug traffickers. That cocaine belonged to the FARC. Again, I, I know I sound like a broken record, oh, but. Wow. Um, that's That was a big deal And that trade was the exact same thing I get it that You don't want, you know, American businessmen Languishing in some Venezuelan prison Somewhere for no reason But that's, you know, the dictator's Relatives That's like that's a very high price to pay. And so we're just seeing now it's a pattern. And and that's what the message is. You know, arrest whatever American. If you can get your hands on a celebrity American, even better. Um, And, you know, now there's a parade of celebrities going to visit Zelensky who are vulnerable (laughs) to -hmm. getting kidnapped. Um, So, yeah, it's a horrible message.
3: Francis, you bring up Zelensky right there. What do you think he's thinking right now? Because, on one hand, we're sending billions and billions of our tax dollars to Ukraine, which, by the way, we don't know where a lot of that has gone. But at the same time, we're letting Russia have their merchant of death, their arms dealer back. I mean, this is total mixed signals here. What do you think Zelensky is thinking?
7: it's it's totally confusing if, if you're Zelensky. The only thing that is a silver lining here is that the merchant of death is going to sell to whoever he wants. So it's very possible that he'll show up to Zelensky's door and say, "Hey, I've got new merchandise. Do you want some guns?" It's <laughs> not guaranteed that he's going to sell to the Russians. Um, but you know, the the Ukraine angle here too is, um, and this is going to sound random, but the president of Nigeria a few weeks ago came out and said, "There's a bunch of Ukrainian guns all over my country now that you know terrorist groups and and bandits are using to kidnap people in Nigeria." So when you release someone with the kind of connections that Victor Bout has, you're going to see a lot more of that and that could hurt Zelensky if a bunch of weapons that Ukrainians could be using to fight the Russians are now being sold to you know again Boko Haram or like M13 in the Congo like that's a a very possible scenario so
2: why did Russia want this guy back in the first place is it to send a message to the United States I mean why exactly did they want one of the most notorious arms dealer uh, dealers on the face of the earth back that looks really Not that they care how it looks to them, but that's just, you know, we got our our weed-smoking basketball star back, and they got an evil, murderous uh, arms dealer back. Why do they want him?
7: Well, someone like that is really valuable, um, especially with Russia's connections that are um not quite officially diplomatic I'll say I mean uh, Russia has very close ties again to Venezuela to the Colombian terrorists to Cuba um, uh, Russia's Wagner group is very deeply involved in places like um, Mali and Burkina Faso a bunch of Africa is just flooded with Russian you know pseudo militias um, so a guy like bout could help arm these allies of Russia and you know he probably could be valuable in Eastern Ukraine too if he could to get weapons there um he's again i don't think it's a guarantee that he's going to be totally on putin's side he's going to make money wherever he can but um he could prove very valuable
2: what do you know or what do we know about the americans that are still being held in russia including the uh the the marine paul whalen
7: well Wayland's case is, is probably the most high profile because it's so um, blatantly just uh, unjust um, he was a, he's a businessman he was in Russia doing legal business he was accused of espionage um, with no real evidence. He vehemently denies it. And it's been, I think, four years. It's going to be his four-year anniversary of being in prison over there. Um, No real due process of any sort. I think the Russians expedited the Griner case and sentenced her real quick to try to get more publicity. With, With Waylon, he's just languishing there. Um, I think there is at least one other American citizen wrongfully detained in Russia. Um, I don't know the details off the top of my head, to be honest, but it, I think it's a similar case of, um, of espionage allegations that, that w- they, he was working for the Americans and that he has to be in prison because he was undermining Russian national security.
2: Francis, what are you working on currently at Breitbart?
7: Well, a lot of the aftermath of this, for sure. (laughs) Um, You know, we're looking into uh, trying to tell the story of how this is in an isolated case. Um, We're doing stories on, um, for example, uh, prisoners freed from Guantanamo Bay who have returned to uh, the Taliban now that the Taliban is also a legal government. Um, And the other big thing I'm looking at is uh, Xi Jinping is currently in Saudi Arabia um, having a great time with MBS and uh, making Biden look bad.
2: Yeah, I thought uh, when Biden went down there earlier and was bumping fists with the crown prince and, you know, he had his hat in his hand begging for OPEC to turn up the spigots for more oil. And then you have him giving the crown prince immunity for Khashoggi's death. I thought that was, you know, to, you know, crank up some more oil and we'll give you immunity. But now it seems like there is a, a different component with MBS.
7: Yeah, you could say, see it's the exact same mindset of this horrible losing prisoner trade. It's, yeah. we, we went over there and we said, hey, could you produce more oil? And but we're belligerent about it. And then the crown prince said, no, cut oil production. And then we just gave him the immunity anyway.
3: Francis Martel, world editor at Breitbart. Francis, thank you so much for joining us here and breaking this down for us.
7: Absolutely. Thanks so much for inviting me on.
3: Matt bear has got a look at the roads.
2: I just saw um, that uh, the lead guitarist, a uh, longtime iconic lead guitarist for Def Leppard, Phil Collin, turned sixty-five today. Friend of the show, Phil Collin. Uh, he's incredibly good shape. I mean, yes. 65, are you kidding me? The diet and the exercise, the guy that, you know, the guy that works on stage in front of millions of people every year. But yeah, he. Called, what did he call the show? I, I forget.
3: It was about a year or two ago, and they were promoting a concert they had coming up. And the song you hear in the background right now, yeah. I think it's the signature Def Leppard of song, course. Pour Some Sugar of on Me. Of course it is. It's also a stripper's anthem. (laughs) And we asked Phil about that. (laughs) Phil, when you wrote Pour Some Sugar on Me and you guys performed Pour Some Sugar on Me, did you ever in your wildest dreams imagine that this song would still be a strip club anthem 30 years later?
6: That's crazy. 30 years is insane. But um, we we knew it had a, you know, it it kicked off. It it got its its birth in the strip clubs. You know, um, we'd released the album. We had two or three singles that, that done okay, not great. And then the strippers started requesting this song <laughs> uh, on, on local radio in Florida. And that's really how it kicked off. And, uh, it becomes so popular. Everyone's going, well, why is this song on, on, on all these Florida radio stations? And, uh, and that was the, all these, these girls, these strippers, were, were actually kind of requesting it.
2: So, happy 65th to a friend of the show, Phil Collin from Def Leppard. Now, you were out yesterday, Nige, yes. and we kicked off an
3: all-new segment of the show. Oh. From the people who bring you legal stuff, from the people who bring you vaccine stuff, <laughs> now we have religious stuff. God. <laughs> There's a God somewhere Satan. <laughs> donations.
1: Donations. Donations. I thought it was a threat.
3: Religious stuff. <laughs> okay. Can
6: I get a I'm
4: very happy to
3: be here. Religious stuff <laughs> brings us to Virginia. The launch of an after-school Satan club at a oh, Virginia no. primary school has caused a little bit of a scuttlebutt in the community. Organizers say they decided to launch the After School Satan Club at the B.M. Williams Primary School in Chesapeake as an alternative to the newly launched Christian-based club that is taking place at the school as well. They received permission from the school board
2: to have meetings after the school hours. You can hear me rolling my eyes. I mean, come on. Who's showing up to the Satan? Like, okay, I guess it's like you, it's equal opportunity, right? If you're gonna let the, the Muslims and the Christians have after school clubs, you gotta let the Satanists. How many? I mean, how how much of a call for a, a Satanist club is there, and especially in a primary school?
3: I bet there's Virginia. probably a bunch of these kids that just want attention. Right? They probably don't even believe in the cause But they want to tell people Yeah, I'm totally in the Satan Club, man <laughs> Okay uh, One volunteer says that Despite the name of the club The Satan Club is non-theistic
2: So so They, they, they don't sit there and paint pentagrams On the floor with candles And do incantations And, and, and worship Satan Biting the club? heads off
3: of bats Listening to a lot of Ozzy I don't know what goes on <laughs> But they say they view Satan as an imaginary figure who fought for justice and humanity. Justice and humanity. Okay. Which brings us (laughs) to great moments in religious history. Uh This was the viral video of somebody's old dad who was confident that God's first name was Howard.
7: What is God's name? Howard. How do you know God's name is Howard? Howard.
4: Our Father, who art in heaven, Howard, be thy name.
2: <laughs> that kingdom come, they will be done as earth as is, is in heaven. Howard, Howard, a lot of people be, don't know that. God's first Father, name. Our
4: Father, who art in heaven, Howard, be thy name. <laughs> <laughs> I
6: forgot
2: about that. Uh, we're doing
3: great moments in religious history. This was the pastor at a Missouri church who caught a little heat because he was ripping on the people that attend his church, the parishioners, because they were so poor they couldn't afford to buy him a new watch. See, that's how I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John nick. Y'all can't afford it no how I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton Wow I ain't worth your Prada I'm not worth your Gucci You can buy a Movado watch in Sam's yes you, can. yes you can And y'all know I asked for one last year Here it is the whole way in August I still ain't got it Y'all ain't saying nothing Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters Good lord I don't want to hear no more excuses about what y'all can't afford You can't afford it because you don't see the value here when y'all hear from y'all pastor and father, I'm over y'all. I'm over your cheap expressions.
2: <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you, at this point, if you still attend that church or listen to a thing that liar has to say, then that that's a you problem. Right. At this point. If you're if you're handing money over to this guy and, so he could buy his Rolex, then what can I say? He deserves it then. Great moments in religious
3: history. We've got Rob Kendall standing by. He is primed and ready to go off the rails. Yeah. I can see him outside of our studio right now. He's jumping rope with his shirt off. <laughs> He's drinking coffee and Red Aww. Bulls together. He's fired up. He's ready to roll. We're going off the rails with Rob Kendall right after the news.
6: I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head
1: out and yell... I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore!
2: And now, Cameron and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kindle on 93 WIBC. My name is Nigel, Jason Hammer is here, Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. Here to go off the rails. Rob, how are you?
1: Great, thanks as always to the segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis.
2: So big international news, Uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner incarcerated in Russia for nine months on some sort of cannabis oil bogus weed charge. They obviously used her as a political pawn, um, even more so as a hostage to get a trade for the merchant of death. Apparently, they walked right past each other at the uh, airport. What do you think of the trade? Well, this is the uh,
1: most lopsided trade since the Cubs sent Lou Brock to the Cardinals for Ernie Brolio. (laughs) Correct. And you know why that's relevant? Because Lou Brock led a, a new generation of Cardinal dominance. And obviously, the Cubs had some good teams but were short of a World Series because they never had a leadoff hitter. And what we have done here is we have given... In this case, if we say Russia is the Cardinals as a Cubs fan, right? It's the Cardinals in Russia, 1A and 1B. <laughs> we have given the Cardinals, or Russia in this case, an A-plus player. And in terms of inter- what it means for international safety, what it means for the strength of our country, we got Ernie Brolio back in return.
3: Now, we'll get into the fact that there's still a Marine that's locked up. Yes. There are other folks that are still ones, locked yeah. up. We'll get into that. But explain to me why my tax dollars are going to Ukraine and the same company that's giving those tax dollars to Ukraine to fight against Russia just gave Russia back their biggest arms dealer.
1: Right, because this is what and, – and I think the biggest, the most – infuriating part of this is these people in the biden administration are so gutless they waited until the day after the georgia election right throughout they had this deal on the table they had a better deal on the table supposedly six months ago which would have given them the marine and Brittany Griner still shouldn't have done that. You still, under no circumstance should you ever release one of the most dangerous people on the entire planet for any reason whatsoever. But at least then you would have got a true American hero, this Marine who was willing to give his life for the country back versus someone who loathes and hates the country. But you have, you are sending Billions of dollars of printed money to fight a war in re- Ukraine, and you have just unleashed a dude who will unleash immense calamity on Ukraine. Yeah,
2: especially since Russia's kind of up against the wall right now in Ukraine. They've, they've lost territory, They and this guy kind of is, um, is a new addition to this war that could help Putin out, this international arms dealer with contacts all over the world. Arrested by the United States for brokering deals with terrorists – kill more
1: Americans. Oh, yeah. Many people will die because this guy is free. And and so I guess what Joe Biden is saying is that a basketball player who hates this country was worth many, many people, probably many more Americans losing their lives. We saw this in 2020 and we're seeing it again in which if your ideology is right, there is no price too great to pay for you. And what I mean by that is think of the destruction of that we saw in 2020 in major metropolitan cities across this country. And what were we told? Not that these people should be arrested, they should be jailed, they should be dealt with, they should be in prison. It was, you don't understand. You, the, America's America's finally getting what it deserves. Why? Because the left agreed with the ideology. And so in this case with Brittany Griner, they love her ideology. They love the attention because she checks a lot of boxes that she brings to their preferred ideology. And so as such, well, sure, we gave one of the most dangerous people on the planet a way to get her back. And a lot of people are going to die because this guy's free again. But she checked the right
3: boxes. What message does this send the rest of the world, that you can wrongly imprison a United States citizen, but as long as you do that, you're going to get what you want in return.
2: Yeah, like Rob said, it puts American lives in
1: danger. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, there used to be a time where they would tell you in dangerous places, do not go there, we we do not negotiate with terrorists. If you go there, you yeah. are on your own, we cannot defend you. And that has been the way America has operated under Democrat presidents, under Republican presidents. And it makes sense because you don't want people taking people hostage thinking, well, I'll get it in return. Why wouldn't Putin take somebody hostage? If he knows, he's going to get his most valuable player back.
2: I think one of the other things, and this is, I don't think it's necessarily the biggest aspect of the story. I mean, Brittany Griner coming home, an American citizen, wrongly imprisoned in Russia, uh, work labor camps. I'm i am going to say that I'm glad she's back. I know she she should get off that plane and immediately get down on her knees and kiss the ground but and i know she's had negative things to say about uh, america in the past america's an oppressive place but to me this is even the biggest story the biggest story is the national disgrace biden looks weak politically it's like you said earlier it's like the equivalent of a you know, back in '95, trading Michael Jordan for somebody on a, you know, some white kid riding the bench on a JV high school <laughs> basketball team. That's, Mark Bowl. It's like trading <laughs> Michael Jordan for Mark Bowl. <laughs> that to me, Rob, is the bigger story here. Yeah. Well, and that, the fact that the Marine, Wheeland, and other citizens
1: are still there. Well, yeah, think about that. They had a deal this summer, uh, according to many reports, where they would have got her and the Marine. For this guy still shouldn't have made the deal still shouldn't have pulled the trigger you don't negotiate with terrorists this guy is a very 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 dangerous mm. human being but now Biden shows he. and then I think about when you couple that with what he allowed to happen in Afghanistan and all those servicemen he allowed to die in Afghanistan and then was just totally flipping and and just just didn't care at all about it was looking it, at his watch yeah
3: caskets arrived
2: it shows oh what gosh, he thinks of the right. U.S. military what about Barack Obama? I mean, this reminds me of Barack Obama. when that. Uh, remember that uh, soldier that went AWOL? Yeah. And Ber- Bo Bergdell. Yeah, and he was captured by the enemy, and Obama let a bunch of Taliban sure. uh, cabinet members go from Gitmo, and they went right back to working for the Taliban.
1: Yeah. This is a country that has very little respect. It's a national disgrace, Rob. The left has very little respect for the military. But they keep winning elections, so why would they?
3: The reaction on social media has been fascinating to watch because there's some little weasel that writes for the Star, and the first thing that he tweeted out this morning was, I noticed a lot of hostility from a certain demographic this morning. Like, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean because you're concerned that the, quote, merchant of death is now... (laughs) Helping the country that is fighting against the place where all of our money is going right now? is that make me like the white devil? I don't even know what he's talking about. But that But
1: that's what it comes back to. And again, we saw this in 2020 when... Remember the, remember the lunatic under the interstate who pulls the gun on the guy here on video? Like, there's no... Boy, They we have misinterpreted that photo. Uh, everybody, yeah. everybody knew who he was. Everybody still knows who he is. He wasn't charged. He wasn't arrested. Nothing happened to him. Why? Because of the ideology.
3: And then the Twitter mob goes after Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys, probably the defensive player of the year this year. And he puts out a tweet this morning and says, wait, we left the Marine. Yes, yes. Because he's got family that's involved in the military. He puts all this out on social media. Not even thirty minutes later, he's giving apologies out.
1: Why would you apologize though? We did leave the Marine came after him. So what? What are they going to do, not go to the Cowboys game? Do you think Do you think somebody's thinking, well, you know, we got uh, seats at the six rows up at the 50-yard line, but Micah Parsons said they left the Marine.
2: Hey, uh, Rob, imagine, and your dad worked in federal law enforcement. Yes. Imagine the time and the effort and the risks and the lives lost to capture the merchant of death yes.
1: well we've been talking about this a lot on the air this week before any of this happened which is we no longer hold the government accountable like i i totally misread the election they year that people are going to be mad about inflation about gas prices about food prices about yeah. not be able to get things they're going to storm the bastille let's go and then you realize we don't hold anyone accountable anymore we elected a guy to the U.S. Senate who is so not there he opened his debate with hi good night everybody so why would we think trading the merchant of death for a basketball player is going to enrage anyone
3: all right so we're going to take a little bit of a break here but when we come back Rob I want to get your thoughts on the leadership of the Republican Party you just kind of briefly went into this country elected a stroke victim that doesn't know his left from his right to become one of the most 100 powerful politicians in this country is that on voters who just check the ballot that they've always checked in the past or is this piss poor leadership from the republicans i want to get your thoughts on that when we come back we're going off the rails it's rob kendall it's the hammer and nigel show
2: all right we're back hammer and nigel here rob kendall here to go off the Rails Republican leadership. We had the story the other day of how uh, Ronna McDaniel, leader of the RNC, is being challenged by a couple of different individuals for her role there as the RNC chair, Rob. What do you think we're at in terms of, of messaging and leadership for the Republican Party at this point? Well, especially to, after the midterms.
1: To quote the great John Lovitz, as he appeared as Jay Sherman on one of the greatest cartoons of all time, The Critic, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it all stinks, right? I, I think. The Republicans right now remind me so much of the Indianapolis Colts. And what I mean by that is you've got a couple of pretty good players, but the franchise as a collective, uh, from management to coaching to the majority of the players to the guys you're trying to sign to the team,
3: they stink. So would a change in leadership actually change anything? Because what I'm seeing right now, just from my opinion watching people go out and vote and talking about this for a living i think we're at a place now where people just check the box that they've always checked if you've always voted democrat you're going to check that blue box if you've always voted republican you're going to check that red box the few people that are legitimately in the middle that can be swayed they're going blue so why is that
1: well, I we said this in the lead up to the election when people red wave this and red wave that. I said it's not going to be a red wave. I thought the Republicans would do better, but it was not going to be a red wave because there was no collective messaging from the Republicans. Elect us and we will. And elect us and we will investigate Joe and Hunter Biden doesn't do anything because it doesn't make anybody's life better.
3: And we're not the Democrats, which is what they were saying over and over again was not a winning strategy. You have to stand for something and you have
1: to let people know, especially as Republicans, you don't as Democrats, because Democrats can run on being Santa Claus. Republicans have to run on your life is screwed up because of A, B and C. And if you elect us, we will do uh D E and F the problem with the Republicans is they can't really run on D E and F because the Republicans love big government as much as the Democrats do. They just want different people to benefit from the big government. They don't spell out any agenda. They don't stand for anything Why would you have voted for Dr. Oz? I can get not voting for Fetterman, of course, but
3: why would you vote for Dr. Oz? So would a change in leadership, whether that's Ronna McDaniel getting bounced, whether that's McCarthy not becoming the uh, the House leader or whatever you want to talk about, would a change in leadership mean that the Republicans would actually have to change strategy? Because what they're doing right now, just letting the Democrats have free reign at early voting, ballot harvesting, yeah. all of these types of things.
1: They're, they're like the Bears' defense. They're just letting you do whatever you want. <laughs>
3: right. You don't have to agree with ballot harvesting or these types of things, but it's legal, and they're playing the game, and you're not.
1: Yeah, so you know this, Hammer, and as you are a sports betting uh, expert. You have a TV show. You know in the NFL the two most important things for any team are the coach and the quarterback. And right now, our quarterback is... Uh, Donald Trump. He's the face of the party. He is uh, like Joe Namath there at the end. Uh, the guy you, he, Not
3: Joe Namath on the Jets. No, Joe Namath on whatever that team <laughs> the was. Rams. The, the Rams. The Rams, yes, that's
1: right. He's like Matt Ryan, right? Like, there is something clearly wrong with this guy, and we need a new quarterback. I think we're going to get a new quarterback in Ron DeSantis. I think we're about to trade Matt Ryan for Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Let's go, baby! <laughs> but, but, the, wow. but from a coaching standpoint, a leadership standpoint, because the quarterback can only do so much, right? Right, you gotta have the blocking, you gotta have the tackling, you gotta have some guys who can catch, and that means people to run around the quarterback, run around Ron Desantis. You've got to have a vision for the party.
3: What's up on the big show tomorrow? We got radiothon. We will be at Sullivan's on Seventy First and Keystone. They got booze uh, there.
2: They do. They do. Are Are we allowed to imbibe? We will be.
3: Uh, We will imbibe until they tell us not to. It's for charity. Nothing says charity like free booze. (laughs) Right.
2: For us. For us. We're not passing it
3: out to the (laughs) listeners. That would be a complete violation. Rob Kendall clearly not knowing the FCC law. Rob, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, Rob. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.